Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your host, Rachel Paul and hey, Vicki Collier. Hey Vicki, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, you know what? I thought we'd do another pop quiz today. Oh, everybody loves the pop quizzes. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of good response on the pop good, quizzes. So, good. one of the things, do y'all do you ever watch the beach hunters or island hunters? Um, or, yes. You know, there's always a little quiz. So yes. Shane and I watch those, and we have a competition when we watch those, and he it kills him if he misses one. Oh, and, really? And he wants to throw it in my face if I miss one. I'm thinking, okay. So, but everybody loves a quiz. It doesn't yeah, matter if there's a prize fun. associated or not. Exactly. It's always fun to kind of test your knowledge. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, I always get those wrong, by the way. <laughs> I'm a pretty good guesser. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, a guesser. Uh, all right, well, we'll just jump right into it. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're pop quizzing has been in previous podcasts. So mm -hmm. if, you're, mm -hmm. if you've listened to any of, our, any of the other episodes, there's a good chance that you should know some of these. Right. Uh, but our first question here is, what percentage of consumers don't complain? Okay, I guess you mean they've had a so not if they've so had great a great experience. Yes, they've not, not so had a experience. good experience. What percentage of consumers will not complain? You mean there's anybody out there now that doesn't complain? No, nope. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so your options are A, 10%, B, 24%, C, 77%, and D, 96%. So if an unhappy consumer have an unhappy consumer, how, what percentage of those will not complain? What do you think? Okay, 10, I know the 24, answer to this. 24, 77, or 96. And it always surprises me, but it is 96% don't complain. But the trick to that is they just don't come back. Yeah. So you don't know that they were ticked off or whatever you did to make them upset. Um, they just don't come back. So, so wait, what, which one are you? I'm the one who doesn't complain and doesn't come back. Yeah. I have had, I've got an example about that. You know, I went to a hotel once. It was crappy. I mean, it was a nice hotel. It was like, you know, really, but I could just tell that the customer service was just kind of blah. And, you know, so I went down, the water wasn't hot, which is one of my favorite things in the world. A good hot shower oh, at the yeah. end of the day. The next morning I got up, it still wasn't hot. So I went down and they said, how was your Miss Collier? How was your visit? Oh, it was fine. Thank you. But I knew I had a reservation there the next week too. I went home and changed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I, I didn't want to, because I thought... And it makes you how many other people know, did the same thing, though. I they know, change their, and they don't go back. I just thought this poor kid at the desk didn't need to hear me griping, so that's, I guess I thought I was doing him a favor, but maybe I did him a disservice by not telling him what was wrong, but... But, uh, but the point of this is, if this is happening in your office, how do you know? Exactly. You know, I remember having people, I'd have patients and think, that family used to always come to us, and we haven't seen them in a couple of years. Where are they? I know they still live in town or whatever. Yeah. And who so, knows? Like mm -hmm. they just, but they could have sure. had one bad experience and right. decided to switch dentist. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's interesting, and to think about that for mm -hmm. a minute, like mm -hmm. it's easy to say, oh, all of our patients love us, but like really, what's your retention rate? And sometimes and if, it's the little things that oh, yeah. send them over the edge. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Next question is: How many positive experiences does it take to make up for one unresolved, unresolved mm -hmm. negative experience? So how many positive experiences does it take to make up for one unresolved negative experience? Our options are A, 2, B, 7, C, 12, or D, 15. Hmm. What do you think? What do you think? You would like that it would be 2 to 1, but it's not. It's 12. Wow. 12. So, you know, 
You've got to make sure that you're constantly trying to improve. You're constantly mm -hmm. working to, because uh, any, sometimes little things, you may have done a lot of things real well, but the small things can, can turn people off. I, one mm -hmm. thing I think about now is I see a lot of offices that do great tours and they, you know, roll out the red carpet and they give a great experience. But they get to the front desk and there's a bottleneck there, and now you have to wait in, wait in line to check out. Right, which you is know? like you're ready to go. At that yes, point. You're, you see the car, you know you're you know, you're ready, you're almost there. And now if you have, to say I had a dentist who was a waiter once that told me he realized that the longer a person had to wait for their bill, uh, the the less, the less the tip got. Mm -hmm. So you know you may have done a great job throughout that whole meal, but now if you're making them wait. So be aware of those small things. And I think the key word to here is unresolved. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why it's so important to really find out, like, what are patients, what do they like, what do they yeah. dislike, yeah. and what can we do? You know, if, there's, if they're unhappy about anything, resolve it right away. Right. And Don't I'm thinking train go. your team. Yeah. Train your team. Make sure that everyone is able and feels empowered to make some resolutions. If right. you've got someone who's sitting there and says, I don't know, I'll need to ask somebody, that does not resolve a problem. No. Um, in fact, that may exacerbate it. So... It's like the Ritz-Carlton, they're great at this. Yeah, absolutely. So they allow all their employees, I don't remember. There's a budget of some sort. Yeah, they have a budget that if anything, if they whatever they need to do to make the customer happy, mm -hmm. they don't have to go through a manager, through that. they just absolutely. do it. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really cool. And that's, that's really how you want your team to be too. Right. Okay, next question is patients remember blank percent of what happened, but blank percent of how they felt. And your options are A, they remember 100% of what happened and 50% of how they felt. They remember B is 6% of what happened and 100% of how they felt. C is 50% of what happened and 50% of how they felt. And D is 25% of what happened and 75% of how they felt. This is probably a really good thing, especially in dental offices, but mm -hmm. um, it's six and 100. People remember 6% of what actually happened, but 100% of how they felt. Um, I was thinking about this even last night. My husband has our vacation pictures from Costa Rica a couple of years ago with my sister and brother-in-law, and, and I can sit and watch those pictures scroll on his screen. You know, it's over, I've seen them hundreds of times already. But they make me smile every time. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I forget that I was bucked off a horse and dislocated my shoulder. Oh, good thing. <laughs> but I remembered how fun that trip really yeah. was. Um, so that's what, I think that's what's important. What relationship are you building with your patients? Right. So that they don't remember the things we don't mention, like needles and pain and all those words we avoid. Yeah. But they remember how good they felt, how well they were treated. Yeah. Um, how the relationship they have with that hygienist or with the assistant or whomever. But you have to, you have to cult, uh, nurture that. Absolutely. I think it's all about building a relationship. I always say, if you can... If your patient can leave feeling better than when they walked in, mm -hmm. you did your job. Absolutely. So yeah. how are you making your patients feel? Yeah, so think mm -hmm. about that. Um, next question is, according to industry standards, what is the average percentage of openings often seen in most offices due to cancellations or no-shows? So according to industry standards, what is the average percentage of openings? Is it A, 10%, B, 15%, C, 25%, or D, 50%? This is a common problem. 
I don't care if you live in a metropolis or the boonies or mm -hmm. anywhere in between. This is what we most commonly hear. Oh, yeah. Um, industry standard is about 15%. Now, one thing, we for one, we don't want our our offices offices to be average. This is sort of the average. We don't want them to be average, mm -hmm. but I also go into offices and see as much as 25% sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a high, uh, four hygienists. Um, they had 25% openings in their schedule that month, and I said, one of you could have stayed home all month long. Yeah. You know? So, you know, how are you, um, you, you want this to be much less than that. 5% is the goal, less than 5% is the goal, but you got to be tracking this number. Right. You know, it can't be a feeling. It, gotta, it has to be facts. You know, it may feel like we filled all the appointments this month, or it may feel like we had a lot of openings. What are the, what are the real numbers so you know how to take action? Right. I know in our retention, recare, reactivation training, we've got some tracking tools that... Yes is great for mm -hmm, this but mm -hmm. you have to be looking at those numbers for sure and have a goal to reduce them right you know if you're at 15 percent maybe your goal is to get that down to 12 percent sure. and it doesn't have to happen overnight it won't because you have to no. retrain your patients exactly. right all right so next question is according to the global satisfaction report price is not the main reason customers do not return it is a the promise of a free toothbrush B, a complimentary insurance benefits check. C, overall customer service. D, an overwhelming desire to be harassed about flossing. <laughs> I think it's D. Uh, it may be, you know, those people who, uh, what is that word? What is it? Beating themselves Beating up, themselves I guess. Up, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I would think it's probably C, overall customer service. You know, why do you go back to a restaurant that may be a little more high-priced than some other restaurant? Because yeah. if the service is good, you're going to do it. Absolutely. I mean, the food has to be ridiculously good sure. for me to mm -hmm. go to a place that I don't like the customer service. Absolutely. In yes. fact, I would choose a place that had better customer service and good food mm -hmm. over one that was great with crappy yes, service. Yes, I agree. I just I can't agree. handle bad customer service. And one thing I think about with this, you know, the, I have offices that worry when Aspen Dental comes into town. And I can off, I just about, without fail, can see examples of don't worry about that because they'll come back. They'll mm -hmm. go in and not get the same customer service that you're giving and come back regardless of what Aspen's yeah, charging. Yeah, and so, so it's so true that people will pay for better customer mm -hmm. service. That's mm -hmm. just true. Yep. So never worry about the people that are leaving to go find that good deal down the street sure. because if they value customer service and you're treating them with great care, they'll come right. back. Right. All right, here's another one. How much more does it cost to acquire a new customer than to retain one? Okay, so A, about the same, B, six times more, C, 10 times more, or D, 50 times more? Whew. So how much more does it cost to acquire a new customer than to retain one? This is about six or seven times more. So the answer is B, B, six or seven times more. So that's marketing. Marketing is not inexpensive. You know that. I mean, mm -hmm. especially your external marketing. But internal marketing, asking for those referrals, bringing those new patients in that way, but also doing what you can to retain the patients that you have. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because every time they leave... I mean, you're you're trying to constantly get new patients. That's mm -hmm. going to be a lot more than yeah. let's just keep the you know keep them in. If you yeah. can get them in to stay and come back as often as you need them to, through creating that value in your customer service, then it's gonna it's gonna be much more beneficial. Right. For your I was return. just in an office that she said we haven't really had to worry about retention because we've had so many new patients we couldn't worry about you know we just didn't have to have the problem. And so we looked, and there were 700 patients who were past due by a year, I think. You oh, know? wow. And so um, maybe that number's a little high, maybe, but it was, not, it was not much less than that. Um, 
And I said, imagine how much you could grow if you were getting the same amount of new patients and keeping Close those new the patients. Back door. Yeah. 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 So um, the practice, you know, she said, I never thought of it that way. And so she's got a plan now. Oh, good. That's awesome. Good. All right. Last question. What percentage of your patients should be generated from direct referrals? Ooh, this is a good question. All right. A is 10%, B, 25%, C, 50%, or D, 90%. So what's the answer, Vicki? The answer is at least 50%, if not more. Um, those referred patients already have a connection to your practice mm -hmm. via the person who has referred them. Um, so they they know, you, can't, you should go back there. They, they, you know, have, they all have coffee in the reception room and the hygienist are general and all those things. Hopefully they'd be a lot less likely to cancel their appointment at the last minute or not show because of that relationship. So, right, yeah, referrals already like you. So that's like a no-brainer, and that's one area where I don't think offices put enough emphasis on. Yeah, no, I don't They're think so They're so focused either. on, you know, all this outside marketing, mm -hmm. but really internal marketing is where you need to be putting a lot of that energy too, right? I agree. So yeah, look and see where you're at now. Should be obviously tracking where all your new patients are coming mm -hmm. from, but if you, if a low percentage are coming from your referrals, then it's time to come up with like a really good referral program. Sure. And so, everyone has to be asking. Every everybody. single person. That's right. Um, this is one of those things that, you know, say if everyone owns it, no one owns it, but we want everyone to ask. And I want you to create your own goal as to how many people you're going to ask of the patients you'll see today. Yeah, for sure. So definitely set a plan for that if your referrals are not where they need to be. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Well, this was a fun quiz. I hope you guys um, that are listening passed. You can print the quiz off at hygieneprofitleaders.com if you click on the podcast episode. It's going to be under the episode. Um, so check that out. And also email us at hpl at schedulinginstitute.com. We always like to hear from you guys if there's a topic of interest or um, we also like to interview people. So if you have a good story, mm -hmm. let us know. We'd love right. to, to get you on the show. Sure. So we appreciate you listening. And as always, stay, stay educated. educated.